Welcome to the Unlocking Her podcast. I'm your host, Jess, your no bullshit best friend, talking all things health, mindset, business, and everything else in between, and helping you on your journey to becoming your next level self. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to my third episode of The Potty. I do have to apologize though, as this episode is a little bit late in coming to you guys. Things have been somewhat chaotic for me lately and I've been navigating through some stuff in my personal life, which I'll definitely speak to in another episode eventually. But with that being said, I really love bringing these episodes to you guys and I never want it to be something that I burn out with because I have so much fun recording the potty and my intention has actually never been to do a strict schedule with these episodes but rather recording them from a place of complete overflow and that way you guys are always getting the juice and you're always getting the best side of me so that is my vibe. So today we are diving right into all or nothing mindsets and how to fuck them off for good. Now, this is something that I probably see most with all of my clients and the majority of people that come to me always struggle with this. It is always the forefront of their problems and why they can't stick to anything long-term because it's literally killing your fitness journey. I've also struggled with this throughout my journey and it can definitely be a cycle that is sometimes really hard to shake and it can feel like you're never going to break it. And it's basically because it's just so deep rooted into your psyche. And at the end of the day, it's a mindset thing. So no amount of physically changing things is going to make a difference. Like you have to be willing to make those mindset switches. And I also see it in the business and mindset space. It can relate to so much more than just fitness and nutrition. One thing I also want to touch on as well is that how you do one thing is how you do everything. So chances are, if you are all or nothing in your fitness journey and nutrition, you're probably the same in other areas of your life. Basically with an all or nothing mindset, everything is done in complete extremes and you are constantly swinging from hundred percent with high as fuck motivation to nothing at all. And every time you're in the nothing at all phase, you're in self-pity mode because you failed. And the reason you have this mindset is actually because you have an issue with perfectionism. And as long as you are trying to do everything perfect all of the time, you will always fall short because there is no such thing as perfect and you won't be able to sustain it long term. Yes, you might be able to go balls to the wall 100% for a little bit, but you'll only be able to maintain that for a short period of time and then you'll burn out, give up and then only have to start again from scratch down the track. And this is actually why I don't offer eight week challenges anymore. Also too, I just want to preface that It's not to say that eight week challenges are not for everyone. They hold a great place in some people's journeys and they did in mine. I used to do them all the time for myself, not only as offering them as a coach, but I feel like a lot of people sign up to challenges because they think, okay, cool, eight weeks, I'm going to go really hard. I'm going to do everything perfectly. And then what happens after the challenge? Like they can't maintain it because they went way too hard, way too early. And they're basically seen it as a sprint and not a marathon. And yes, you can do programs and challenges over and over again. But for me, I just felt like I was promoting like an in and out quick fix. Whereas like my vibe is more long-term coaching and elite level support that is going to carry you for the rest of your life. And you're going to learn things that 
yeah, you're going to be able to do forever and you're never going to approach health and fitness the same after you work with me. I can guarantee you that. But yeah, it's just not for me. And I feel like with an eight week challenge, you're getting a program that every single person in that program is getting. It's not tailored to you. You're not necessarily learning tools. And yes, there is somewhat education in those programs, but it's not the same as working in depth one-to-one with someone. Also something that I want to touch on with this is that what works for one person will not work for everyone. And you make the fucking rules for your own fitness journey. So just because someone else does six days a week in the gym and they go for runs every single day and they go to F45, however many times a week, it doesn't mean that that's going to work for you. And nor should it. (laughs) If you don't want to do those things, then you don't have to fucking do it. And I think that was the biggest lesson for me with my own all or nothing mindset is when I realized that I could run my own race how I wanted to. I really enjoyed lifting weights. I didn't like doing hit classes. So when I decided that I was going to do it my way, that's when things really stuck for me because I actually enjoyed it. And that goes the same with nutrition as well. Like I feel like there's so much noise on social media and in the industry that like you have to track and you have to do everything a certain way. And because one person is doing it that way, every single other person has to do it. And yeah, it's, it's just not it. And also too, as a coach, like I know that no one is the same and no one has the same journey. So You know, you really have to tailor it to the individual and what works for them, what lifestyle they have, like around their job. Are they a mom? Like there's so many fucking factors that go into it. So yeah, that's probably my biggest tip with this is run your own race. And at the end of the day, if you don't like what you are doing, there is no fucking way you are going to stick to it long-term. Like it is as simple as that. One thing that I always say to my clients as well is to just focus on being consistent instead of trying to be perfect. If you can do things 80% of the time compliant and then allowing yourself time and space to live your fucking life, the results are still going to come. And more to the point, if you cut out everything that you love, you're going to be absolutely miserable. So of course you're going to want to throw in the towel. And like I said before, trying to do everything 100% of the time perfectly is just not maintainable and you need to get into the headspace that something is always better than nothing. Like if you've gone for a walk or you've hit your steps or you might've made some more mindful choices around your food that day, you might've hit your calories, even though your goal was to nail your macros, like at least you still did that. And you know, if you can be 1% better every single day, All of those little one percenters are going to add up. Think of them as investments. And the more you invest into your health and your goals, those results are going to come. And over time, you're going to look back and realize how fucking far you've come. And the minute you realize that this is a lifestyle thing and it's not just something that you're going to be doing for eight weeks and you're going to be in and out done and you're going to have your dream fucking body. It's not how it works. Things are going to be a hell of a lot easier for you. And because you have that long-term vision, little mistakes and setbacks are not going to matter. One of the best pieces of advice that I can give you if you struggle with this mindset and just your fitness journey in general, you need to get comfortable as fuck with failure because the people that get the best results aren't the ones that never fall off track. 
They're actually the ones that know that setbacks are an inevitable part of your journey because at the end of the day, you're a human, you're not a robot. Shit comes up, life gets in the way. And those people can move the fuck on when they do happen. Another thing is not making it mean anything about you as a human being when you do fall off track. So start looking at the stories that you're making up about yourself when these setbacks do happen and start learning how to reframe them and validate yourself. So for example, somewhere where that might show up is like, okay, you've planned to go to the gym today and you plan to track your food, but you know, work was really hectic and you ended up going out for dinner with a friend. Okay. Yeah. You might not have done what you intended to do. And first of all, this probably doesn't happen every single day of the week. So, you know, occasionally shit's going to come up, but you know, you might look at it as, okay, cool. Yep. I've gone out for dinner with my friend and I've connected with someone and been present and made some memories. That is far more important than being on track hundred percent of the time. So when you fall off track, you have two choices. You can sit in your failure and might I add, I'm doing failure in inverted commas. You can play the victim and then throw in the towel completely because you gave into the self-sabotage. Then fast forward six months from now and you're miserable because you're still in the same position, if not worse than where you were before, just to have to start from scratch again. Or you can choose to take back your fucking power, move on from your mistakes instead of dwelling and jump back into normal routine. I always talk about reboot time with my clients as well. So basically learning to get back on track as quickly as possible. If you forgot to brush your teeth today, you would not wait till Monday to do it. You'd fucking race home, go and clean your teeth and then life's back to normal all as well. So just because you made one mistake doesn't mean you should write off the whole fucking week and use it as an excuse to start Monday. Like how often do we hear people say that? Oh, I'm going to start on Monday. And the quicker your reboot time is between those mistakes, the quicker your results will come. And at the end of the day, the more you do this over time, you deepen your self-trust and you can continue to show up for yourself better long-term because you know you have your own fucking back. And at the end of the day, you are the only one that stands between you and your goals. Sometimes you really do have to just get the fuck out of your own way. One thing that I also want to add is you have your entire life to lose weight. I actually say that a lot to my clients as well. But honestly, what is one week in the grand scheme of things? If you know that this is a lifetime thing and you're always going to be working towards improving your health, why would one little mistake matter? Why would one week matter? If you go on holidays, you know that it's waiting for you when you get home and you're going to be able to pick it up back where you started any progress that you lose, your body has muscle memory. It's going to pick it back up and you're going to get back to where you were before. Like, honestly, the world will continue to spin after you make those mistakes. Another way I see it show up a lot is like when you have your period or you get sick and you freak out about all the progress that you're going to lose. And you're so scared that you're going to put on weight from all the food that you've eaten when your body was literally asking you for extra food but it's because you're forced to do nothing and you can't sit with the discomfort that you aren't moving towards your goals once again i just want to say how important it is to be able to learn how to validate yourself when your inner mean girl comes out and basically put her to bed when she rears her ugly head and you know 
these thoughts come up, they're not actually you. That's your ego trying to keep you stuck because your ego doesn't like change. So it's kind of like this little thought that comes in to self-sabotage you and you just need to be able to regulate yourself and your emotions and like I said, reframe those thoughts when they do come up. And it doesn't happen overnight. It takes some serious practice. And one thing that I can suggest for this is starting a journaling practice and you know once again just deepening that self-trust and learning how to be that validation for yourself and I definitely feel like journaling was the game changer for me in practicing this for myself because obviously you start doing it in your journal but I can now pick up on it in real time so say for example I walk past the mirror and I start picking on my lower belly pouch and I'm like what the fuck are you wearing or you know fuck I'm so bloated today I can then be like, no, hold up. This is not me. And also I can think of all the reasons that my lower belly pouch serves me. So even though these thoughts come up and because they will, so at the end of the day, the reason to heal your body image is not so that you never have a bad body image day again. It's so that you don't let it ruin your day. So when these thoughts come up, I can just be like, okay, cool. No, she's cute. Or my lower belly pouch is protecting my uterus that one day is going to house a fetus. Your body does so much more for you than just your appearance. And I think it's so important to learn these skills. And like I said, you're going to feel like a dickhead to start with, but eventually you believe the things that you're saying. We went on a little bit of a tangent just then, but absolutely relevant. So my advice for anyone that is trying to overcome this mindset Firstly, like I said before, is just being consistent and also working out what your minimum and maximum is. A key component of this is ensuring that you're going to be able to sustain this routine long term. So if you are going full on six, seven days a week, no rest days, you're tracking everything 100% in MyFitnessPal and, you know, just going along those lines one, you're going to be miserable, two, you're not going to be able to maintain it and you're going to run your fucking body into the ground because you're not honoring what it needs. So for me, and this also changes over time, your maximum can change. So for me, previously, I would do five gym sessions a week, three lower, two upper, and then two rest days. And I would just separate them wherever I needed them in the week, usually like a Thursday and a Sunday was a complete rest day. For me now, that actually looks like four gym sessions. And if I get even three gym sessions, I'm so happy, but four is my maximum amount. And I feel like my body functions the best at that level. I don't need any more weighted sessions than that. I find I can recover so much better and the actual sessions that I'm doing are far higher in quality. And then the other days I go for hot girl walks. And, you know, if you follow me, I always talk about and go on hot girl walks. It's my entire personality at this point. But yeah, that's what works for me. And that is my maximum. And then you work out what your minimum would be. So for me, if I get three gym sessions, like I just said before, I'm so happy with that. Also too, I'm at a stage of my journey and my health that I know that I don't need to be in the gym 24 seven to be improving my health. So, you know, as I said before, I've been navigating 
some shit in my personal life and I've hardly been in the gym. Like I've honestly been lucky if I get in there once a week, but you know what? Every single day I've been outside walking in the sunshine and using that to fill my cup back up. And I know because I'm moving my body that I'm honoring it and what I'm feeling for one, but also movement is medicine and I'm going to feel so much better for moving my body. Whereas someone else might have two gym sessions as their minimum. They might have three walks as their minimum. It's going to look super different for everyone, but you get where I'm going. I also just touched on this point before, but move your body however that feels good. And you know, you might wake up one day mentally not be feeling it and you could go for a walk. Does that mean that you fucking failed because you didn't get to the gym? No, you still moved your body. Also for someone that might look like yoga or going to Pilates or whatever. So it kind of just touches on again, just the enjoyment piece. My next piece of advice is build strong daily habits. And my favorite quote with this is, First, we build the habits and then they build us. And it's absolutely so true because your daily habits are the building blocks of anything, really. And I feel like habit tracking is such a massive trend at the moment. And, you know, it can also to swing the other way and be a bit of a toxic thing because people concentrate on too many things at once. And then once again, they burn out. Whereas what you actually need to do is work on compounding habits. So start off with one or two achievable things that you can do every single day and build up from there. A few of the most basic habits that I usually start my clients off with would be tracking their steps and planning their meals out at the start of the week. They're super easy things that you can implement. And another thing is just like water, getting a minimum amount of water or a minimum amount of sleep. I also really want to talk about steps because I feel like they are underrated as fuck in your fitness journey. And I feel like a lot of people almost think that we kind of get this number out of nowhere and we just say (laughs) getting your steps for the sake of it, but there's actually science behind it. And at the end of the day, the more you're moving your body, the less stress you're going to have on your food. Like, yes, a calorie deficit is created from eating less food, but the more you move your body, you can use that as your non-negotiable. And you know, at the end of the day, if you didn't get in and do your gym sessions, at least you've ticked off your steps. I do also want to touch on the fact that depending on what your level of activity is, 10K steps may not be a realistic thing to start at. So if you're an office job, I always say to my clients, okay, let's start off with 6K steps. And then, you know, if that person is completely sedentary and they get 6K steps a day, That is them moving more than what they previously were, correct? And then you can start to move up to 7K steps, 8K steps, and so on. And you can also average them out over your week. So, you know, if you're getting 8K steps every day through the week, but on the weekend you're getting 15,000, like that's going to average out over your entire week as well. So, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And when you do fall off track... Because like I said, it's not an if you fall off track, it's a when you're going to at some point. These habits that you have built up are the habits that you will fall back into because you spent time building them up from scratch. You know, you go on holidays, you live in your best life, you come back, 
you automatically start going back to the gym again. You automatically start tracking your steps. You start being more mindful with your food. It's just a no brainer to build the habits and let them carry you. The next tip that I have for you is to set small achievable goals. I feel like everyone is so focused on the end goal instead of appreciating where you're at in each stage of your journey, because each stage holds a special place in your journey as well. You're going to learn different things at each phase. And also too, if you woke up tomorrow and had your dream body, you actually wouldn't have learned all the habits and all of the education and tools that you have to get that point. So you're not going to be able to maintain it either. And the more you set small achievable goals, you're going to hit those milestones more regularly. You're going to have more self-trust that you can achieve those things. And yeah, you're basically just going to see that you can do the damn thing and it's going to be more motivation for you to keep going instead of setting this ridiculous unattainable goal that you're never going to get to. And once again, it just fuels your all or nothing mindset because you're not fucking getting anywhere close to it. Or even when you are progressing, it's so much harder to see it because you're still so far away from that end goal and celebrate the small wins. Focus on the things that you are doing good instead of what you aren't nailing. And a good way to do this, and I sound like a broken record, is journaling. I also keep a page in Notion of all the things that I've achieved because not really in my health and fitness anymore, but I tend to only focus on big goals, especially in like business. So I found this was a really good way to keep me accountable and you know, see the things that I'm ticking off over time. And if you've been following me for a while, you would know about my small wins jar. I would cut up all these little bits of paper and then write on them. Okay. So say I made a savings goal or I signed a client or whatever. I put them in the jar and you know, they weren't massive goals that I was ticking off that some of them were so small. It might've been like, go for a hot girl walk, but at the end of each month, I'd pull them out and I'd be like, holy fuck, look at all these really cool things that I've been achieving. And then I could pair them against my long-term goals. And over time, I'm actually fucking hitting them. The next piece of advice I have is to ditch your strict rules around exercise and food, especially. No food is good or bad. Your body doesn't recognize the food that you're eating and go, okay, you're a bad person because you ate a pizza. Like it's not how it works. It only recognizes the caloric value of that food and what it needs to do to break down that specific food. And you're probably sick of having this drilled into you, but a calorie deficit is the only way for fat loss. You would see that honestly everywhere. So calories in versus calories out is the only way. Also too, I do just want to say if you are someone that struggles with PCOS or insulin resistance, the rules of fat loss are not really going to apply to you. It may work a little bit different for you. So I'm not just saying that as a blanket statement, but in general, calorie deficit is the way. And yes, you want to be focusing on quality food because at the end of the day, it's going to make you feel better. But if you were eating McDonald's every single day, that was the only thing you ate, but you were still in a calorie deficit, you would still lose weight. And you're probably thinking you're a fucking idiot. There is no way, but I promise you it's a thing. Like I said, that's not to say go and eat McDonald's every single day because you feel like shit, but 
That's how it works. I don't make the rules. And also spend some time improving your relationship with food. I see this a lot and people are so rushed to get into a fat loss phase without educating themselves on how to enter a deficit and get the most effective and also safe results out of it. If you feel really restricted around food already, going into a deficit is only going to trigger that further. And if you can't track at maintenance, you shouldn't even be in a calorie deficit. So spend some time at maintenance, learn how to track, get some basic nutrition education behind you, learn about food quality, eating volume foods, all of that good shit, and then go into a deficit. And I promise you, your results will be a lot better and your mindset throughout that process is going to be 10 times better. And if you're a client listening to this, you know the drill when you start coaching with me, you always start at maintenance. And also too, if your coach isn't starting you at maintenance, how the fuck are they going to screen you for these restrictive mindsets? You're going to get into the fat loss phase and all this shit's going to come up and you're going to be faced with all this stuff that probably you've never been faced with before. And yeah, it's going to feel a shit ton harder. So if your coach is not starting you at maintenance, big fucking red flag. And also on the flip side of that, if you haven't spent time improving your relationship with food and you decide to go in a bulk phase and you're trying to build up your calories, these same restrictive mindsets are going to come up. They're just going to come up in a different way. So, you know, I've had clients and they've done their first reverse diet or their first build and they get so triggered with trying to eat more food. Like I have spent months trying to increase some people's food and they just refuse to eat. So see how it can show up in different ways. There's lots of different mindset issues that are going to come in play at all different phases of your journey. And if you're not spending time getting to the underlying factors beneath them, you're going to have a really fucking hard time. You just need to allow yourself to eat all the foods. Nothing is good or bad. You're not a bad person. If you treat yourself, it's just all part of being human. And also two clients of mine are going to resonate with this, but I don't believe in cheat meals. I feel like that's a really shitty term to add to food that you're treating yourself with. I like to call it soul food because at the end of the day, it's going to make you feel good inside if you're treating yourself to delicious food that you love. And I actually include it as soul food in my client's meal plans. So I'll give them, let's say it's a sample meal plan and I've written what they could eat through the week. On the weekends, I'll give them their meal plan, but I'll give them the option that says, okay, you have X amount of calories to have soul food. Do with that what you will. I do not care what you eat. Just enjoy your fucking life. But at the end of the day, sometimes you do have to take a step back in order to move forward with your fitness journey. And like I said before, spending some time improving your relationship with food, when you actually do go into that fat loss phase, you're going to deal with it a hell of a lot easier and you're going to get way better results. The next piece of advice that I can give you is to stop comparing yourself to other people's journeys. What you see on social media is a highlight reel and you have no idea what someone is going through behind the scenes, nor the things that they had to do to get to that point. Like you might be on your chapter one and you're comparing it to someone's chapter 60. They've had to overcome so many different mindset shifts. They've probably been at so many different phases, so many different body shapes in their journey. 
you have no fucking idea. So run your own race, like I said before. And if anything, that girl that you idolize on social media that has everything put together, use that as evidence that it exists and you can have it too. Instead of seeing it as, holy fuck, I'm never going to achieve that and putting them on a pedestal. And just approach everything with compassion. Shaming yourself when you fall off track is the quickest way to keep yourself stuck. I promise you that you will never hate yourself into change. And you need to remember that you aren't a fucking robot. You're a human being having a human experience and it's okay if you fell off track and made a mistake because we all fucking do it. But I hope this helps change your perspective on an all or nothing mindset and gives you some hope that you can get out of this restrictive mindset. Like it doesn't have to be this way. If you are willing to put in the work and just believe there is another way. And if you are someone that is stuck in this restrictive mindset and not willing to change it, and like everything is just so fueled by diet culture, I just want you to ask yourself, is this actually serving me? And honestly, whatever you've been trying hasn't worked. So you may as well try this, you know? So that about wraps us up for this episode. If you are wanting to fuck off the all or nothing mindset, please reach out to me. I have spaces open for one-to-one coaching as well as mindset coaching. So please send me a DM or jump on my website and there is further information on there. But thank you so much for tuning in and I will speak to you very soon.